0: my name is Chris and I am a serial entrepreneur so um, I wanted to basically start off this podcast series um, with a kind of a pre-course template onto what I'm going to be talking about because um, basically what this show is or this uh, radio show depending on how you're listening is um, following me uh, along my journey uh, I am trying to build a couple of companies and products and I've launched uh, already one of them and faced uh, numerous challenges um, already that I haven't even been able to foresee Um, and so you know by listening to the show you're following my journey but this is an episode to explain kind of what to expect because I thought I knew what to expect, because this is not the first time that I have uh, taken a risk to start a company. Um, And so, like I said, the the show's kind of main point is going to be um, me explaining uh, the different aspects of my business and and the decisions I make, kind of analyzing them, seeing uh, which ones work best, which ones don't. Um, Just a general uh, business development show, but also Um, Because my products involve software, um, I'm the one building that software. And so for those of you interested in learning how to program, there will be a podcast uh, by somebody else who will teach you how to program. But I'm going to have separate episodes um, diving into the software aspects of my business and how I choose to solve some of those problems or which libraries I code with and stuff like that. So like I said, that's going to be the main couple topics of the podcast is sort of uh just somebody to follow whether or not i succeed or not um to show you that it's okay to you know try and fail but um like i said this is not exactly the first episode this is um kind of what to expect um and that's the actually the idea of this podcast is to expect the unexpected um because if, if oh, excuse me jeez uh, if i were to show you um my board of you know what i was expecting to do so this is october 1st this is the first uh this is again the pre-course for the first episode but in september i had uh written down basically like a list of everything that i wanted to accomplish and that was a list that was made based off of the challenges that had arisen uh, or arose in august and so you know throughout september i thought i was following this list and it turns out come october 1st none maybe one or two of the items on that list are actually completed um and it's uh funny because it's i thought that i was expecting what would happen um with the you know the the plan that i had in place but that wasn't the case and so that's sort of where the motto um expect the unexpected comes from because after many tries i still cannot even know what to expect in the journey that i'm taking Um, and so also you know it's a lot of it's just taking that first step how how are you going to convince yourself to take a risk on whatever it is that you want to try and there's a lot of anxieties that come with that. And a lot of these anxieties can actually stop you. And some of those anxieties, such as, you know, getting judged on whether or not it's if you want to be a social media star or something, you have to put yourself out there, you have to put your voice out there, your pictures, your 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 style, whatever it is. Um, and, and even if it's starting a company, sometimes the challenges might not be your own personal challenges. Um, when people start companies, they tend to set values or, or mission things that, Statements that their company is going to follow and and when you run into roadblocks sometimes the solution to those roadblocks may not follow the Guidelines that you set for your company Such as if it's an ethical decision. I can give you an example for one of my products is a mobile application and to be trending on a mobile application app store um, You know, I've been told not to name drop uh, any of these companies that I use for either advertising or who I display my, um, app, apps with, so I will try to refrain against that. But, um, you, some of the strategies to get your, your products to the trending page on these, on these app stores is to, you know, pay for a bot essentially to spam some sort of review process to get attraction and views and likes to your product, whether or not those are actual people or not, you know, nobody can tell. And that's the point is it makes it look like your application is gaining a ton of traffic which gets it ideally on whatever page you're trying to trend on and so in the sense of business decisions if you are having trouble with following your mission statement one of my mission statements was you know just being ethical in what i do i went to school in colorado and that was one of the things that they emphasized um was being ethical, and I, th- I really enjoyed that concept in business, but I've learned that that becomes very hard as as your business grows and gets more complex, um, and an example of that is, is whether or not you want to bot with these, um, you know, app store pages or Instagram pages or whatever, um, and so it's basically, that is an example of my ethical uh, dilemmas, and so some of those things can you know, stop you from pursuing whatever it is that you're pursuing. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm here to talk about. Um, is that when you take a risk, you tend to judge yourself based off of your progress or your, whether or not you're still, you know, following that checklist that you tend to write down in the beginning. And that was why I gave, you know, September is my example, um, was because if if in September I were to judge my my success or progress based off of that list, then I would feel like a failure. And the reason that I didn't do anything on that list was because the first thing on the list caused a problem with my online uh, category for marketing. And displaying ads on social networks. And so I was dealing with that and trying to come up with other streams of revenue just in case, you know, I couldn't rely on mobile ads as my main stream of revenue. And so a solution that I was trying to see was where to advertise uh, without paying. Is there a place that people, you know, post their software to get, you know, real feedback? But, you know, I'm not paying to put this software on this platform basically. And that's where I came across uh, the methods of using bots or you know automated software to gain attraction to your products to get it onto these trending pages. And so that was an ethical decision that I had to make and I decided against that. And one of the models that I had in my mobile app for, so I have many products and the mobile app's just one of them, but one of, one of the models I had was to have in a sense, uh, little animated courses that teach you um, little bits about technology here and there uh, that make learning fun and easily uh, able to get past some frustration that may or may not stop you. Um, And because of the, the dilemma that I'm having with gaining attraction through paying for advertisements, it's become an ethical decision of whether or not I want to utilize software in an unethical way to gain quote-unquote traction to get my product trending and so i decided to not do that and to try and figure out um, essentially how to monetize in a different way um, which made me design these courses in a way which are a little bit longer and can be uh, an actual product versus an experience um, and launch a campaign to hopefully uh, get some pre-orders on those uh, courses but that you know that made me go against the original business model that I had for my my idea or my product Um, but that was a an adaptation that I had to make to a problem um, that I didn't foresee and so not only does that you know say something about not being able to foresee the future, even if you, no matter how much you plan, but also that's another point of if I were to have judged myself in September based off of, you know, what progress I've made based off of the list, then then I wouldn't be able to, you know, move forward because it would feel like I'm not achieving anything. And so that's where you have to really dig, dive into if you're, if you're growing towards your bigger picture or not, and what does that even mean? Because if you if you, aren't basing yourself off of these uh, lists that you're creating, these to-do lists, then you have to know what this bigger picture is, no matter what you're working on. And so for me, that was, you know, the bigger picture is trying to to make a, a fun, free place for people to explore the world of uh for me it was blockchain um and cryptocurrencies um and that itself comes with its challenges of you're not allowed to advertise online of on a lot of these social networks because of the category and that was what i was going to utilize to launch my software uh, or my application um and so you know That made me have to basically come up with the whole campaign strategy with the new courses. Um, But I didn't judge myself based off of the successes of September. And that was important because that allowed me to move forward in a constructive way, regardless of what I'm working on, regardless of what's being checked off on that list, because I know what my bigger picture is. I know what I'm working towards and that's sort of that's the point with you know taking a risk or taking the first step is knowing that you really cannot plan for what is to come on your journey because you don't know what your journey is no even if you plan it out because the road bumps you hit you will never be able to plan for and so i'm here to Share with you my story because I think too much time is wasted on whether or not you should take a risk or, you know, weighing the options of taking a risk or not because people get frustrated with themselves and they feel like that's them wasting time. And it may or may not be wasting time, but if you if you accept the idea that you can't expect any outcome in your journey in your project in anything you want to do whether it's something you want to learn then you have to understand that you can't you can't guess how long it's going to take you can never know when you're done and so it's basically You have to be okay with not knowing what failure is because you can't gauge your own failure. As l- You just always have to be going towards that bigger picture. And the time that you need to be able to waste is the time after you take your first step. You don't have time to waste before you take that first step because the amount of anxieties that you'll cause when you keep questioning whether or not you should do something or learn something or quit your job or get a new job or or learn a new skill or whatever it is. It could be anything. You have to realize that the only way to find out is to start. And so let your time be wasted after you start. Don't let yourself waste time without taking that first step because you're going to waste time doing or learning whatever it is that you're doing. And so that's the moral like I said of this this show is again expect the unexpected. I have been doing my my risk taking startup application software development projects whatever you want to call it for the last six months and i you know go month by month trying to create these lists and each month i learn a little more that you can't i mean you should make these lists don't get me wrong you really need a game plan but you cannot judge yourself on that game plan as long as you're you know working hard towards whatever your goal is that's the that's basically the most important thing and a list is not going to tell you what your goal is. It's it's whatever your passion is. That's what's going to drive you to be okay with not checking off a check on your list of to-dos for whatever it is you're doing. And that's sort of um, the bigger picture is to figure out a way to keep yourself accountable, but without actual written milestones. Um, You need a, a, a milestone in the sense of how can I, how can I check to see, how can I see the progress I'm making regardless of the actions I'm taking? And for me, that was each time I complete something and post an update or you know, because each month there's multiple updates to a software application, is each one of those updates making the experience for my users better? Is it providing a better value to whatever they're trying to achieve? And is it doing that in an ethical way? At least that's what I worry about, and that was um, what made me do the campaign for the uh, courses, because I didn't want to go down the unethical route of first off i wouldn't even you know pay these services to make a bot because i'm an engine of software engineer and i know how to do it myself so why it wouldn't be about just spending the money it would be i would be physically designing something that is unethical not just ordering a service it would be more than that so that's why i chose not to do it um and even then, you you just need to be resourceful because there's always solutions. To every, there's always multiple solutions to everything. Um, and, you know, that's also, I think, one of the things that stops people is if you go off of the idea that it's a, a uh, let's say you're starting a business, you know, it, it, one of the things I hear all the time is I can't start a business yet or I haven't started a business yet because I don't have a co-founder. and. There's a, a I've seen articles on the internet that I've I've read and it says how to find a better co-founder or how to how to pick your best co-founder why why are they making it a set in stone way to you know it's almost like saying you have to go to college why why are you saying that I need a co-founder that's almost telling you that. I need someone else because I know there's going to be things I can't solve or I know there's going to be things that I will never be able to answer or think of or whatever. And that already is putting yourself in a position where you're doubting your ability. You're doubting your ability to solve something on the fly, to be resourceful, to, um, you know, basically whatever faith you have in finishing this project, um, And that even kind of boils down to the the getting judged aspect of, of starting whatever project you're doing because not every project is successful. And that's also why you shouldn't waste time in the beginning is because your first project probably won't be successful. But the only way to learn is through failures. And, you know, that first failure feels like a lot. And until you do that first failure, you will not realize that it does not matter that you failed so long as you try and you learn from that failure because then you will start to do deliberate actions, which cause deliberate failures and you'll get better at failing. And that doesn't even sound like it makes sense, but it does. And you can get better at choosing things that you will do. You're going to, you know, I'm going to tackle this project and I, there's a bigger chance of me failing, but I, I know how to better fail or learn from my failures. So it's not the fact that I can't do it it's what I can learn from trying to do it and so that's why it's important not to judge um, yourself based on your actions because it's it's truly a progressive journey in multiple ways whether it's actually developing whatever you're trying to develop or you know personally overcoming some sort of emotional problem you may have that stops you whenever you go get an offer for a meeting with somebody to make a deal you get anxious or something whatever it is that is something that you can't get past until you do it for the first time and that's why I don't like the Kind of the, the, the way that they talk about, you know, taking these risks and that's why I think people are so afraid of the judgment that they think they'll get for failing. But after you've tried some anything a number of times, you start to realize that you may get judged the first time because people are not used to you taking any sort of risk to begin with. So the fact that you're being judged is that you, you have an outcome for something which is not the norm for, you know, your life. So if this was the first time I was starting a company and I failed, then maybe I would get, I would, I would get judged for sure within my family. Um, but because this is number three or four, or whatever, um, then they know that if it, or I know that if it is a failure, then to, for them to figure that out, it's just a another company that I started or tried to start or whatever. So for me, the failure just kind of gets easier. Um, And so that is what I'm trying to explain is all of these things that you read about online that are, are, (coughs) you know, roadblocks or not. um, They are not necessarily always relating to you i I don't know if i said that right but just because you read an article telling you how to find a a perfect co-founder doesn't mean you need a co-founder if anything you should want to solve things on your own you know it's The term that I get, people ask me sometimes when I tell them, you know, I'm a software engineer and I build mobile applications or whatever. They say, wow, that's really cool. That sounds super hard. And then you get people who say the same thing, but ask how to do it or how to learn or how to where do they start. And, you know, it's funny is people think that software engineers are these people who in their mind have the manual of whatever language they're, they're coding with glued to their brain and that's not necessarily the case I if I were to boil my job down to two words, whether or not it's at my company or at a different company it's just I'm a professional Googler and I understand code because if I don't know how to do something in my code, I can easily Google somebody's solution or somebody's, you know, look on a solution or uh, approach to a solution. And because I know how, because over the period of learning and starting my journey, I got better at failing. I got better at asking questions. And that got me better at being able to ask what exactly I want to ask when I'm struggling with a software problem. And then that allows me to get a very specific answer, and example in code from somebody on the internet, which then I can implement in my own software in whichever way I'm writing my own code. And so at the end of the day, yes, I understand code, but it boils down to, like I said, those two words, being a professional Googler. And that boils down to, um, you know, just in a sense, getting better at failure, doing deliberate actions to get deliberate failures to learn th- uh, you know specific things and then that also boils down to just being okay with failure in general. Um, and so that's why I'm saying don't waste your time in the beginning because you don't have the time to waste before you start your project don't deciding to start your project seems like the hardest thing in the world. Or, you know, it's I keep saying project. It doesn't have to be a project. It can be just whatever decision you're trying to make. Because that decision is not going to be easy. And the path you take is not going to be anything set in stone. And y- even if you get judged, you will only be judged probably the first time, maybe even the first couple times. And like I said, people will get used to you taking chances. And then they will stop judging you if that's what they're doing. So it's truly all in your head. And that's, I mean, I even struggle with that now. I'm sitting here making a podcast on what it takes to take a first step or journey. And I'm only at, you know, phases of my product. And I say product, but I'm, I'm honestly trying to build an ecosystem here. So it's multiple products that line within each other. So I have one product launched, another one in production. And then the idea was to have a podcast to inspire people to, you know, take that first step. But My own anxiety had stopped me from starting this podcast. Uh, I was planning on doing this September 1st, and it's October 1st. And, you know, I will never know if this works or not unless I do it. I will never get over the anxiety of this unless I do it. And I would have never gotten over the anxiety of taking a risk on these ideas that I have, have had and continue to have unless I did them and that's what has made this journey easier it's easier in the sense of it was easier to take that first step but because I've gotten so far I've realized how hard it is and that's what I want to share with you guys is there's so much to learn and the world makes it seem like there's only one right way to learn something And there's not, and that's where you know being resourceful really helps. Is it allows you to adapt to whatever situation you you encounter with, whatever project or decision or path you decide to go down. Um, But the biggest thing that I see as a problem is when people try to judge themselves off of. Okay, I'm going to take that risk. I just have to make a to do list because I have I don't know, let's say thirty days uh, to do. Whatever it is, I'm going to do. So I have to plan out my 30 days. And then once they get to point two on the list, and they realize they haven't done anything uh, towards point two, they they give up because they don't think they've made any progress. And and making progress towards that list should not be your milestone. It should be working towards the bigger picture. If you're trying to be a, a graphic artist, you know. and and something on your list is, okay, I want to make a logo for somebody, for my first client, but you discovered a new, um, I don't know, updated Photoshop or Illustrator um, product version, and you need to spend the next week basically getting used to the new updates, so that way you can provide the best content to your customers. That wouldn't allow you to check off number two on your list, and so some people would would judge themselves based on that and, and decide to not proceed with number three or even try to redo number two. But the fact that they took the time to get up to date with whatever that update was, they've added value to their journey to become a graphic designer. Because now they know the most up-to-date methods for whatever the illustration software was. And so if they were judging off the list, that person has just decided to quit. But if that person was judging themselves based off the bigger picture, and they know what the bigger picture is, then they know that they have not wasted time and they don't give up because, yeah, number two isn't checked off, but they have progressed in the sense of where they want to go. And so... That's what I'm saying is take your first step because that person did not know that they would spend a week trying to get up to date with the latest software. So if they were trying to judge themselves, then they would feel like a failure. They would you know, get anxiety of, of taking risks and ultimately probably go back to whatever it is that they were doing before they took this risk. So ultimately your vision can't change but your roadmap to get to that vision will change and nobody knows how many times you don't know how many how many times I don't know how many times so you just have to get started and that's like I said that's the point of this show is to to share my story to get people comfortable with other people failing. Whether or not I fail is up in the air, but the fact that I don't know that answer yet, um, I'm hoping will show you that, you know, other people try to take risks and other people have problems taking risks. And so I will be an example to help you get over your anxiety of, you know, if, if you're going to if you're afraid of being judged of failure, don't worry, because I also will be judged if I fail. I'm sure. So you're not alone. So, f- you know, follow my journey and get over your anxieties of taking that first step. Um, and like I said, uh, my, my experience is, unfortunately, it's it's mobile application applications for the first product but it was in the crypto uh, blockchain cryptocurrency space and so my experience with roadblocks is very deep because I have battled to be categorized under a legitimate cryptocurrency education platform when everybody is categorizing non- uh, federally licensed exchanges, um, basically as either some sort of scam or whatever, to where they cannot advertise um, on the internet, and so they throw me in the same category. And I have, why would I get a license to be a, an exchange? My platform involves no no actual you know money, and so that makes no sense. And so. Uh, for an example, one of these social networks wanted an appeal uh, to be categorized um, and to be allowed to submit advertisements. And they wanted you know that license number for the exchange. But again, I don't need an exchange because it's an education platform that doesn't involve money. So you're kind of in a bit of a odd spot where you're not wrong, but you can't be placed in the right category. So... That basically made me, you know, that made me, um, realize that, okay, my original plan of, first off, this entire mobile app, the idea was to be free. And I, I mentioned that earlier, but basically the monetization method would be, uh, mobile applications to start through third parties, um, Ad networks that I have relationships with now um, to display ads to, you know, basically get uh, ad revenue. And then eventually, um, because it's an education platform, a lot of these uh, big blockchain companies who are legitimate and have uh, real value to offer people, they, they basically want to make sure people know the technology they're investing in or this how is how is the service that i'm using powered and so the i the initial idea was to um transition from uh advertisement monetization to um to sponsorship monetization and so you would have an exchange uh natively sponsoring um a portfolio or something and again these so these portfolios are simulated in real time with real-time prices um they're just simulated and then you can you know see news you can discover new coins stuff like that um and the idea being that you don't have to uh verify your identity through these very lengthy processes um and it's you're giving a lot of information to sign up for some of these exchanges and the scary part about that is you know I don't exactly know when or if or if they have already been hacked or you know how safe is my data within these exchanges so I would prefer a place to be able to learn about this stuff that doesn't require me to use real money or my identity um, because if I want to dive into this as a, a, a real interest after I've explored it then I'm perfectly fine signing up but it just seemed a little excessive um, and so the idea was to get one of these exchanges or big companies to sponsor, uh, in the sense in house advertisement, um, which would allow, you know, these ad networks take a big percentage of your, your cut. And so that would allow not only a revenue increase, but also to maintain the basis of the soft or the uh, platform to be free while increasing revenue without having to increase the amount of ads I'm showing because that's one of the problems that you see nowadays is oh you know we can monetize or get more revenue through ads okay well how are you going to do that are you are you are you adding value to something or are you just showing an interstitial ad twice versus once that's there's a difference between that one is going to cause a drop in your user satisfaction the other won't so that was the original plan, but like I said, I had to adapt because of the categorization of my application. Um, and again, I thought I expected, I thought I had planned to expect everything. Um, my original strategy was a guerrilla marketing tactic of using printouts of uh, the application logo, QR code, the Instagram, Twitter stuff like that. You know, social media logos. Um, and that worked in the sense of it worked to gain popularity among people who I interacted with. But because I'm these because I'm the person basically doing everything, you know, from the business uh, setup to the software development of everything guerrilla marketing was taking away from the actual development of the software and you know some of the big features like uh, being able to do online uh, uh, portfolios that you can compete against each other um, that are still simulated was something that was uh, having some troubles and so I had to fix that and it was getting in the way with the getting in the way of the guerrilla marketing and so i decided to switch to online marketing and make some graphics and instagram ads and you know ads for other networks um and then that was when i realized that i was under the category of doom and so that's basically my example of uh you know a challenge that i've had in my business that i couldn't expect um And I'm trying to solve that in the current moment as I am talking to you now. And that's why I think following my journey will help you get over your anxiety. Because I don't have answers to a lot of the questions that I have. But there's only one way to figure them out. And that's to try. So that's that's uh where we're going with the show like I said um you know this is two two kind of separate topics there's the business development topic and strategizing how to execute your business or how to structure something or how to tackle a problem or whatever um that'll be one segment of the show and then the next one is you know the engineering aspect because like I said um I, I was going to school for marketing for two years, um, a university, and I dropped out. I have an attention problem, and I could not do the lectures. Um, and I w- was building a mobile application uh, a couple of years ago while in college. Um, and I was staying up all night working with an international team, try- and they were the ones building. I was managing everything, um, and that kind of made me realize, you know, yes, I'm following my dreams, but. What these people were building, and I mean, I, I praise their worth ethic. There's nothing wrong with the the engineers. It's the, I, the, the fact that they could never truly see my vision from my head, and that I could never 100% with clear, concise words to the best of my ability explain my idea To where they would build exactly what I want. So I left college. I worked my butt off for months to and I've already seen the code before um, managing these uh, engineers, but I never wrote with it. So I was working my butt off to figure out how to physically code with JavaScript so I can get into uh, coding boot camp. and a lot of these schools were, were, you know, promising job placements and stuff like that. And that necess- wasn't exactly what I was interested in. I was more so interested in the knowledge behind what they could teach me, the fact that they could give me the ability to be the one to build out these ideas. And within that school, that was when I, you know, it was three months long, Monday through Sunday or, uh, excuse me, Saturday, you get Sundays off, um. 9 a.m. till I mean we were there till like midnight and it was intense but the fact that it was so dense it got me into a mindset of asking questions and solving problems and and becoming that quote-unquote professional googler and coming from the university lifestyle to the bootcamp lifestyle to after the bootcamp, I got a job at a, uh, company that had, um, they were building a mobile app. Um, and I was there, I was a backend engineer building their, uh, services, the actual functionality. So like if you were to click on a profile tab and it looks pretty, there's a person who makes it look pretty. And then there's a person who makes sure that when you click your profile and you're logged in under, Christopher that it's only Christopher's profile. So there's two separate jobs there. So I was doing the back end which is making sure that uh the data of, you know, whose profile you want selects and the uh, calls to the server that made those uh requests. And so I have industry experience and then after that I did some freelancing for, you know, a couple months. I did uh just building websites. I did some Shopify stuff, set up some warehouse for uh, a client to work in an efficient matter to where uh, incoming orders because they previously did not accept or, uh, online orders can be uh, received and processed in a timely matter whether or not a specific person was uh, present or not you know um, and then I decided uh, you know it was time to take that risk again Um, and I realized that this learning, the way that I learned, the new way that I learned, this learning style from, that I picked up from doing such a condensed course, I realized that that can be applied to pretty much anything. It it can be applied to It can just be applied it's 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 a mindset. And the reason these schools are so successful, uh these boot camps, is because they use that mindset in a very specific way. They're using it to teach programming. But I believe that you can take that mindset into a generalized um area. And you know, basically coming from that boot camp, it's it was me wanting to build software that could utilize that same style of learning to teach people about modern technology and in a way that doesn't require them to give up multiple years of their, um, uh, commitment and, uh, and time. And so that's, What I decided to do in February or January, I don't remember. And since then, I built from scratch my mobile app and ran into all sorts of issues. And my original plan was to do the mobile advertisement monetization and switching over to sponsorships. But like I said, there's been many, many roadblocks. Um, But this is, it's an intro to the show, but it's kind of an example of, you know, how I even thought I could expect any outcome of this journey that I'm taking, but I truly can't. And that's what I've learned over the last, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months, however long it's been. Uh, I Actually, it's been almost a couple years because of, you know, when I started learning everything was really when my mind opened up. Um, I've just been applying that mindset to my business. But this mm-hmm. is an example of, you know, That it works if you just don't give up, but you just have to take that first step. And so, use my story, even if I fail, to take your first step. Use it to get over the fear of taking your first step. Use it to get over your fear of getting judged. Use it to get over your anxieties that stop you. Use it to get over whatever it is that will make you... Not take whatever risk you want to take. And so, like I said, an example for me is this actual podcast. I was anxious about doing this last month and it is now a month later. And I have decided to take the first step. And you will will address it whenever I'm not worried about it. And when I address it, you'll see that I don't care about the anxieties of doing this anymore. And that's an example that it it gets easier. And the only way to find out that it gets easier is to try. And one of my favorite sayings is, you know, a body in motion loves to stay in motion and a body at rest loves to stay at rest. So if you start your motion towards your, your goal or your dream, whatever it is, you're naturally going to want to keep staying in motion whether or not you're failing or not even if you keep failing and you keep trying you will just want to keep you'll just want to stay in motion and what that'll do is it'll make you get fed up with failure and it'll make you strategically fail so you fail less or when you do fail it means a lot more and so you learn more and what that does is It allows you to open up your mind into a new way of thinking, into a new way of thinking about progress, into a new way of thinking about learning, which allows you to get a new way of thinking about yourself. And that's what I mean by the bigger picture. Is in the moment of whatever it is you're facing, there will be an emotional wall blocking your your thought process that is rational. And in a lot of cases for starting your journey, it's anxiety. And that's why I keep saying the only way to get over those is to truly take that first step. And... In programming, we use it as a term called imposter syndrome. So when you get to a point where you've learned enough so, or about your language, and when I, when I mean learned enough, when you get to a point where you learn that there's too much to learn, you feel like you're a, an imposter. So you start to look at your projects that are completely valid code and work perfectly fine and pass any test you would write it, and you say, I just faked this whole document of code because I googled something and I feel like an imposter because I now realize that, you know, there's a million things to learn about JavaScript and I only know a thousand of them. Well, that mindset is the old mindset. Throw that away. All you need to realize is that you understand how JavaScript can be used and so you know when something can be solved using javascript if you're going to be a javascript engineer and you get good at googling or researching that topic or that problem and if if the only way to get better at something is to fail then I'm encouraging you to fail. Because failing is gonna make you get tired of failing and so you'll stop, you'll do whatever it takes to get better and to learn from your failures and you'll thank me later. So all you have to do is decide what that first step is gonna be and take it. And if failure is what's stopping you or your anxiety of thinking about failure, then just tell yourself that you've already failed. Start your start your journey thinking you're being okay with the fact the idea that you've failed. Because if you can do that, then you can be okay with you know the getting used to of not setting written milestones and checking your progress based off of your bigger picture goal or your your passion or how much impact you made or how much value you can add to your work, if you're trying to, I don't know, take a class to learn something, it, whatever it is. Yes, I'm encouraging you to try and fail. Because one of these times you will not fail and you'll thank yourself for trying.